and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So, we've finally reached the moment when we can watch the final few episodes of Carry On Laughing. And our first episode tonight... Now, as Carry On Laughing goes, this episode, The Case of the Coughing Parrot, another Lord Lord Peter Flimsy episode, it was not bad, I didn't think. I thought, actually, yes, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, we had some good uh, actors. Mm-hmm. We had Jack Nicholas. No, not Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. He would be quite good in <laughs> Carry On. Jack, Jack Nicholas. <laughs> Jack Nicholas. <laughs> oh, that tickles me, doesn't it? Jack Nicholas. Okay. Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas as Lord Peter Flimsy. And he didn't go with it. He didn't know. Not even when the elastic sprung back and hit him in the eye. I know. He restrained himself from going all out. Uh, Kenneth Gordas character. As Punter. And Joan Sims. Ah, as Professor... Uh, Dr. Crumpet. Dr. Janice Crumpet. Oh, I was... I thought they were It wasn't Crumpet, it was Crumpet. Oh, right. Um, and then... Well, what? rather, Joan Sims as Margaret Rutherford as Dr. Janice Crumpet. What, what? Margaret Rutherford. Have you never seen... Oh, there's an actress called Margaret Rutherford. She yeah. played Miss Marple in the early 60s. Oh, uh, I think I know what you mean. Joan Sims was clearly playing Margaret yeah. Rutherford there. And then there was Not Babs. Not Babs. Do you mean... Which Not Babs do you mean? The, the one that ran the coffee shop. Well, Vivian Johnston. Yes. Yes. Uh, she got Why a name. Frida Filey. I wondered if you meant Sherry Hewson, who was Irma Klein, who was also Not Babs. Oh, the... Dark-haired one. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, I I was referring to the one that revealed her breasticles. <laughs> it's all on display. <laughs> yes, we can see. <laughs> so. So. Laughs. Mm-hmm. It all revolved around a sarcophagus of, of an king. ancient Egyptian king called... Ramitapum. And Joan took particular delight uh, in she, saying, Ramitapum. But she did it very well, particularly the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes, and I think it wouldn't have been funny if it was someone else saying it. Joan did do it particularly Joan well. Joan did it well. Um, the other last I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, when Kenneth Connor and Jack Douglas, or Jack Nicholas, <laughs> Jack Nicholas, <laughs> was drinking, were drinking their tea at the coffee stand. Mm-hmm. She was retelling the tale of being given the parrot. Oh yes, and, the coughing parrot. And she and he, she said, "He wanted me to hold it for him." And then they both stepped the tea out. Like yes. double take, didn't they? Uh, so you know that. And <laughs> then um, when the dark haired girl was trying to describe the man she was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, the men, uh, he, she said he, he had a high voice, mm-hmm. and the men said, well, maybe he's lost his bearing, bearings. And she went, no, he's always talked like that. Oh, oh, as oh. if his balls had been cut off. <laughs> yep. And then when they found the mummy mm-hmm. with the hat, and they were expecting the pith helmet. The pith helmet. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Jack Nicholas said, is it piss? And then Kenneth Connor said, no, it's merely condensation. <laughs> As if he was asking if it was piss. If it was piss, yes. Yeah. 
So <laughs> those were the last. I only got four. Have you got more last? Uh, the only other one that I got was the one that we mentioned when the elastic propelled a paper into Jack Douglas's face. That got I know, they did that. do that quite well, actually. Yeah. They also did quite well when Joan Sims took the royal rod out of the safe and, and whacked. whacked Jack Douglas in the balls with it. Yeah. That whole scene, actually, it struck me in the middle of that scene. It was like, I'm very relaxed in this scene because it's Jack Douglas, Kenneth Connor, and yeah. Joan Sims. And when it's when the scene contains only established carry-oners, there's a certain sort of... Oh, we're okay. Yeah. to it. There isn't when other people are in it. And that's a shame because I think David Lodge is doing the best he can, Inspector Bungla. And, uh, oh, I don't like him. And I think Sherry Houston is doing the best she can mm. as, as Irma Klein. But uh, when it's them, the other scene, of course, with that was when they went to the lost property office oh, to try and find the coughing parrot. And who was the attendant but? Butterworth. Peter Butterworth. He was very good. I know it was only one scene, but he was very good. There was a whole character there, this man on the edge of a nervous He was, and he was very um, in bit... I kind of relate to him sometimes. (laughs) Being overwhelmed by a situation. (laughs) Yeah, because he had, as well as 15 parrots, he also had a monkey on the loose in his uh, lost property office. He kept on pissing one of them. (laughs) Now, there was a joke that was clearly a joke, but I didn't get, which was the woman in the coffee stand said, I didn't know mummies were stuffed. And Kenneth Connor said, just as well you found out then. And I didn't understand why why that was supposed to be funny. I think they were talking about women being stuffed with a cock. If you get stuffed, you might become a mummy, like a mother. I think so. And so she was saying, I didn't know that's how you became a mummy. It wasn't very well done. No. It wasn't very well. She also jumped a queue at one point. Terrible to be... Poor woman. But you know, it's telly, they could have just retake it. I don't know. Telly, cheap telly. Very budget, very budget. Yeah. And the other thing I, well, two other things I want to mention. One was Joan Sims's smoking the cigar was rather fun. Yes, but I think that's very, something you would associate with an archaeologist or a mm-hmm. museum type. Oh, an, an eccentric. Yes. An eccentric woman of a certain age in, in those times. Yes. Uh, and the other thing was very early on, uh, Lord Peter Flimsy and Punter were reminiscing over cases that they'd also cracked. Oh, yes. One of which was the Bermondsey Kipper Snatcher. Like, I want to see that story. But I have Do you think they just had a whole lot of fog, so um, they didn't have to bother with sets? Possibly, because all those sets were in the same place, weren't mm. they, when the fog just rolled in. So, uh No, I want to say something else. Oh, yes. Um... Of these TV, this TV series, Carrie yeah. and Laughing, um, we haven't had a different time section. No, well, we there can... hasn't been terrible to anything that I found terribly uncomfortable. I mean, there was obviously the breasticles in this one, but I think there have been in previous ones. I know Sergey in the Rights of the Round Table. Yes, the very camp uh, Walter Raleigh. We have we've done. Okay. We've done it was a different time. But you're right, in this one, this one you could show uncut almost. Mm. There was no sexism or not much sexism. And, uh, you know, the the woman was the boss. Yes. Although she was an unmarried woman. Okay, clearly she was yes. an eccentric woman. But um, she was a doctor. That was quite nice. Oh, yes. So it wasn't just all the women just batting their eyelids and, and being flighty. No, but I mean, Irma Klein was the murderer. Yeah. Or not, no, she wasn't, was she? Because it was all about yeah. the parrot having poison on its lips. It actually, the, the storyline almost worked, I thought. 
as a yeah, murder it, mystery. It was many layered, which you mm-hmm. don't often get in a carry-on. Yeah. Normally it's yeah. just one layer. So, thinly veiled. Um, of the cast, there was another member of the cast who we haven't mentioned, who I thought you might recognise. Is this one of the two builder people? At the, the two beginning? guys who brought in the, the mummy, the sarcophagus at the beginning. Oh, blimey, it's um, him from Corrie. Mike Baldwin, Johnny Mike, Briggs. Mike Baldwin. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed it was. Uh, do you want to know what else you could have watched instead of Carry oh, On? Oh, the listings. I've forgotten about this. Instead of A Case of a Coughing Parrot on the 23rd of November, 1975. Doctor Who's 12th. I wasn't bored, guys. Fans. Go on. Uh, quarter day, it was 25 past 7 on ITV. Oh, it's prime time. Opposite it. Oh, of course it's prime time. It's quite good. Opposite on BBC One was Paul Dark again. Oh, I would have been Paul Dark. Or on BBC Two, a choice of viewing, a real choice of viewing here, The World Around Us, The Wildlife of Belize. I'd be pulled up. I think I'd probably been pulled up to I don't know. This was quite a good one, though. I might have felt I'd missed out if I didn't do this one. So, that's the first of our three episodes tonight. Three. Three, afraid so. But then they're done. But then they're over. And Woo-hoo. I can promise you that after that, it is films all the way. Woohoo. Well, so, not even Christmas shit. There is... <laughs> Have you promised something you can't keep now? Well, to be honest with you, if I can't keep it, there'll be an exciting story there. But I can't... At the moment, all I can show you is films. I don't understand what you just ding, said. Ding, ding. Well, you'll have to tune in next time, or another few weeks' time, to find out what I just said. You, Shall we carry on with Carry On Laughing? Will you remind me of this, then? I will do, yes. Okay, Shall we carry on with Carry On Laughing? Or not. Or not. Join us again! <clears throat> and we're back. Having just watched uh, Who Needs Kitchener? Uh, another uh, tale from the Bulger Plunger household, this time involving pretty much the entire history of the First World War. In what a week. Think, in a week. What did you think of this one, Miss Fiona? Well, I thought there was one particular character that stole the show. I bet I know who that was. Was it Bernard Breslau? Bernard Breslau as Clanger. He was just brilliant, particularly that first scene when he was saying that he was actually Swiss and... Swiss? That's what he was saying. He said he was Swiss. That's why he spoke German. He said he was from Switzerland. Oh, right. I know he might have done, because they speak um, German, don't they? And that, uh, but he was wanting to learn his English, and he is now a good working chap called Blimey. God Blimey. But said in mm-hmm. the accent. So that was, but just his eyes, mm-hmm. when he was, t- my pigeons, when he was trying to. Oh, there were real pigeons. <laughs> he had to handle real pigeons in the middle of this. Well done. And yeah, no, it was just the moustache. The moustache. The sort of Salvador Dali moustache. He was, he was good. The endless uh, clicking of the heels oh, yes. together. He did it very well. So yes, he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest was fine as well. And the rest was fine as well. I'll give it to fine. Is that all we have to say? Or uh, no, there's more. Okay. Um, I have two more laughs. Two more laughs. Not as good as the last one, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was Kenneth Connor's character. Yay! Yeah. So, Henry um, Bulger Plunger. Uh, jumping out 
the first time he tried to jump out and it mm-hmm. turned out to be the wrong person. It was, um, Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just the way he did that, that was funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when he, when the same character was with Babs and they're behind the couch and she was saying that you don't want to get too excited and he was just saying, I do, I do, I do, I do. want to get too excited. <laughs> um, so that was good. I like the way that Bernard Brothers character said, Top secret. Everything was top secret. Yeah. Mhm. I have to say, as much as we haven't mentioned them in this episode of the video, I think I think Jack Douglas was good again. Yeah. As Clodson, I think Joan Sims was good as Mrs. Breaches. She yeah, she was quite caricaturous again mm-hmm. in terms of um, look after your olders and betters and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. And I also thought that uh, Kenneth Connor was good as uh, as Safari as well. Mhm. Mhm. Was it a different time at any point? There was a couple of different times. Mhm. One when he was uh, Kenneth Connor was having a bit of a turn and. The lady's maid was like, are you okay? And she kept sort of waiting for the pinch of the bottom. That's right, yeah. And fighting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one... Oh, yes, when the son, who was trying to avoid going to the war, mm-hmm. um, was dressed up as a lady's maid, and he was about to reveal all, and mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of says, oh, God, you're not one of those as well. <laughs> so um, that was a bit unfortunate. Gay mm-hmm. panic. Or transvestite, transvestite panic. panic. Mm-hmm. So, um, any other different times that you noted? Um, well, uh, just the, just the fact that the uh, Lily, who was the maid, who yes, was kind of oh, was they were all jumping out. At, even Jack Douglas was jumping out uh, when they oh, came downstairs. Yeah. You know was that? Um, yes, the fact that she quite liked it and was expecting it. Yes. I thought that was problematic. Interesting though, there's a little nod to uh, women's suffrage with uh, the daughter. Yeah, uh, but the daughter was was chaining up one of her servants, yes, not herself. Rather than herself to the railings, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, do you want to know what else was on on the evening of the thirtieth? Oh, we're already at listings. Yeah. Let's just whiz through them, shall we? Um, yet again, like the last episode, of course, uh, like the last uh, episode in the Bulger Plunger uh, household, it was actually um, followed by. Upstairs, downstairs. All oh, right. Um, so yeah, an hour and a half of uh, of uh, uh, Edwardian um, uh, domestic life. Uh, BBC One was pulled dark again. Yeah. And BBC Two, the world around us. Uh, this time, Nigerian dance. Ooh. There were only three channels, and one of them had a program about Nigerian dance. You or... have to open your mind up and learn a bit about I'm, the world. That's kind of what I'm saying. What a time it was. Mm. When you know you can, you would end up. It wasn't up just seeing, endless episodes of Friends. Yeah, or Only Fools and Horses, or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. What do we think generally of Carry On Laughing? It's I know great. what we think generally. It's growing on me, like. Oh uh, yes, well, you did say that. You said. You I were... think it, there's a little fondness to the theme tune, and mm-hmm. um, and they're obviously repeating the same kind of setups mm-hmm. with Lord Flimsy and all that. So, I don't hate it. I'm quite pleased we've we're reached the end. We've reached the end. You think that's probably helped you, though? Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. So, shall we carry on then to the uh, to the next one? Do I have a choice? Yes, you can stop. You know you can stop this any time you want. You know I can't. No. Your little face. 
of disappointment. I, do, I think you're so close to the end now that oh, you, you would regret it if you stopped now. And you go, <laughs> so how many were there left? And I would tell you, oh, I could probably have done that. I could probably anyway, we'll, we'll at least watch this last one. Right then. But first you have to go get me another glass of wine. Oh, well, I have to do some fiddly about, about bits for the discs and everything. I will so. wait. I think, I think you're probably better to, to do it yourself. We will discuss this further, and uh, you will see us on the other side of this debate as to what's actually... Heated debate! Let's have a heated debate! It's a plastic bag situation. It's a plastic bag, it's totally a plastic bag situation. Golden days before the end, whispered secrets to the wind. Your baby doesn't love you anymore. It's over. And it went out with a fizzle, didn't it? <laughs> well, I have a confession to make, Fiona. There are actually three more carry on laughings to watch. I don't believe you. No, it's not true. That was it. Is finished. It is finished. It wasn't their best, was it? No, Lampposts of the Empire. Uh, a tale of African daring do <laughs> of a different time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, the uh, Livingstone and Stanley story. Uh, Bernard Breslau is Dr. Pavingstone, who is missing in the jungle, uh, or in the in the African jungle. and um, Or in the garden centre, as it was. <laughs> Kenneth Connor is... Uh, Stanley, who goes with uh, Lady Mary Airy Fairy and Elephant Dick Darcy uh, to uh, to find him, but they run afoul of a local witch doctor and a gorilla in a poor retread of Carry On Up the Jungle. I know they've already been there. Mm-hmm. So and uh, not even the Uslum bird to uh, yeah. to lighten the mood. So, uh, you only got one laugh, I think. Did I? Which was when Bar- uh, Bernard Breslau, uh, picked up, or, oh. picked up Barbara Windsor and then put her down and you realised quite what the height difference between them, uh, was. So that wasn't even of their doing? No. So what other observations do you have? I only wrote down one thing. Mm-hmm. Which was under the category it was a different time. Uh-huh. It was the whole where, thing, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they described Babs as society sport. A society sport? She was more than that. She was an infomaniac, wasn't she? Yes. I liked uh, Kenneth Connor's pinstripe suit at the meeting of the Bermondsey. We're really scraping the power <laughs> well, in, are we? I've got to tell you, that, to be honest, the, the production values have been high all the way through, actually, I think. They haven't been bad in all of these ones. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, it, well, I got a bit there was no Joan. There was no Joan. No, they're always Mrs. Joan. They're always Mrs. Joan. Um, they went a bit meta with uh, uh, Kenneth Connor. First of all, there's a bit of a shame it didn't really work out. But Kenneth Connor, first of all, was was angry that everyone else was saying Dr. Pavingstone, I presume. Uh-huh. Because he said he was going to use that line. But then when he got time to use it, he said he wouldn't use it because everybody else says it. But the fact that it was aware of the fact that it was a. Um, I see. Yeah, comedy thing. And also the nods to Laurel and Hardy at the end. With another fine mess you've got us into, Stanley. Yeah. And Markham and Wise. 
And uh, what do you think of it so far? And the little shrunken head said, rubbish. Oh. A bit meta. Yeah, I suppose. I can't bring myself to get excited about this. <laughs> can't even bring myself to get excited about the fact that it's finished. Now, let's look at the actors. Okay. Kenneth Connor. As, what was his name? Uh, oh, it was just called Stanley. <laughs> well, I, I quite enjoyed him. Held it together, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but I did think it was a bit rough that he was going off with Babs to the jungle, and then when Babs got there, he was she was not interested in him and just shagged everyone else. Yeah. Well, that's a bit of a shame. Poor guy. Then there's Bernard Breslau. I think after the last one we've just seen, he did look a bit weaker in this because there was less mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Douglas, we had one great moment, but it was actually... Well, we had lots of... This was the ultimate way. He had three or four. Uh, did he? But I thought that when they were at the meeting, mm-hmm. town hall meeting, and Bernard... Uh, Peter Butterworth. Peter Butterworth. Um, I thought it was Peter Butterworth that did the way, or did he do it and jug his arm? I d- well, I don't know. It was, it was Jack Douglas that did it. And I don't know if Peter Butterworth had like a glass of water and, yeah. and the whole water came out of the glass and it certainly I thought that was like the ultimate elf that we ever mm-hmm. had but I wonder did Peter Butterworth put that in to kind of steal the focus from Jack Douglas because it, it did it made it much mm, funnier it than did. it has been for a long time yeah uh, did you notice that um, Jack Douglas's character has the same nickname as me Yeah, we're just gonna be silent there. You're not gonna see it. No. What is it that you call me? Twat. <laughs> I'm not supposed to reveal that your nickname for me is Elephant Dick. Because it's not. <laughs> Unless it is ironic. Right. <laughs> we just move on. Yeah, Barbara Windsor, Lady Mary, Airy Fairy. I quite like that. Yeah. At least she wasn't revealing loads. Well, she was at the end when she was in the, when they were doing the little magic show and she was the... Oh, yeah, that's true. Peter Butterworth as the... Uh, has he got, does he have a name or has he just got a description? Oh, Lord Gropefinger, the well-known explorer, as Kenneth Connor put it. He had some good sideburns. They were good. I would love to grow my sideburns. What, that like long? That. Well, like, like Nori Holder or like that. But I don't feel I can get away with it because you know it's not the early seventies and I'm not a rock star. <laughs> you might be you might be um, mistaken for some kind of uh, hipster. Well, that's true. No hipsters are all like that. Aye, but you could be just trying to be a new kind of hipster. Hmm. I would have a lot more respect for hipsters if I thought they were all doing it in tribute to Peter Butterworth. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't very good, actually, apart from the the. Titmus moment. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, his character was meant to be a bit sleepy and boring and all that kind of thing, so it wasn't mm. much to go with. Mm. Norman Chappell as Karl Marx, so <laughs> the old man on the bench. He's I thought he looked a bit, oh, now that's not going to help, because I won't know what he's called. Who? Um, the old man, he's sometimes in Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, him. Cribbins. Oh, Barry Cribbins. You think about the Barry Cribbins? Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It uh, wasn't. He has been, Norman Chappell, apart from his one appearance in the actual films in Cabbie, um, he has been uniformly useless in this entire series. 
Sorry to anybody any big fans of Norman Chappell, but... Um, well, he's certainly unremarkable, because I can't remember what else he was, but yes. Oh, uh, he's been rubbish in everyone. He was just someone to tell a story to. And Oliver James as the Which witch doctor. Which I thought doctor. that story thing was unnecessary part of it. Sort of framing device. Yeah. yeah. Framing device. <laughs> There's no shame in knowing the, knowing the proper words for things. <laughs> And the uh, witch doctor. Oliver James is the witch doctor. I thought it was quite good. He was quite good. Was it a different time? Could we, could you cast somebody as a witch doctor these days? Yes, it's just a character. Okay. All right. I think you're a bit racist. I can't be racist. I think you're a bit racist. Everyone's a little bit racist. <laughs> I wonder if you can hear that on the podcast. <laughs> Who knows? What else is on the telly? Well, so, well, I, I just wanted to mention one thing. One, I don't know if it was even meant to be a joke, but when Kenneth Connor went off and he was trying to find Jack Douglas's character, he said to the and the gorilla appeared. He said, "Don't mind me, I'm looking for Dick." But it didn't get a laugh. I wonder was it meant to get a laugh or was, was well, it? Yeah, a because I think the time? gorilla said, "So am I. Come with me." All right. Did you know that the gorilla, the, the gorilla suit is the same gorilla suit from Carry On Up the Jungle, and the person inside the gorilla suit is the same person inside the gorilla suit from Carry On Up the Jungle, uh, which again was also with Kenneth Connor. So it must have been very um, same, same feeling, a strange feeling of deja vu. Uh, broadcast on the seventh of December, nineteen seventy-five, uh, twenty-five past seven on ITV, opposite Poldark on BBC One. And we've seen the world around us this time talking about the reintroduction of wild native species to Britain. So the uh, lynx and the what have we got here, the wild boar and that kind of thing. We still talk about that these days. Wild cats and that kind of thing. They're going to reintroduce them. There was a guy up in the Highlands somewhere. He had a huge estate and he put a fence around it and released bears and said, oh, it'll be perfectly fine, blah, 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 blah. And within about a week... Two of the bears were dead and the other one had escaped. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah. Uh, so we were talking about that all that time ago. When I was looking at the um, paper that had this in it, that this the TV listings lessons, in it, yeah. um, in, I think, interestingly, I thought this paper is actually showing you why the carry-ons kind of fizzled out, I think. Because inside this paper was... Uh, serialization of the novel of Jaws because Jaws was such a big hit mm. in the cinema and it's true why would you pay for Kenneth Williams and Sid James mm. when for the same money you could see Jaws yeah so the, so I think I think from from that point of view I think the TV was the right way for them to go not like this but the quality just wasn't there was it throughout the whole series. I think it was mainly down to the writing. Hmm. So, um, Yeah, I think you're right. Well, sort of, but the, the, the flimsy ones were good, weren't they? And also, you didn't have the actors you really liked. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, we come back to this point that we've spoken about before. What makes it a carry-on? You know, when would you, you, when would you say, I'm not going? I think... Kenneth Williams Sid Sid Babs Joan Butterworth 
tenth power. Mm-hmm. At least four of them, I think. Right. Before you would, so if you, do, if you don't see those four of those names, mm-hmm. I'm better Breslau. You're not paying. You're not putting your money down. That's fair enough, I think. Okay. So, um. Back to films! Back to films. I promise you, <laughs> next time it will be a film. <laughs> I promise you that. Woo <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so do we carry on? Are you going to yes. give, give films another go? I will do. The last few Maybe films. Maybe I've just held them now up on a pedestal and they're not going to mm-hmm. match that. Well, uh, we'll find out. If you want to get in contact with us to uh, remonstrate that Carry On Laughing is the televisual equivalent of Citizen Kane, uh, please do so. Uh, our email address is uh, carryonpodcast at gmail.com or you can contact us on Twitter via at Carry On Podcast. And anyone still baited brush about the, the wine plastic bag situation? I got my own wine. Yep. You are no husband of mine. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, until the next time, when we. Thanks for listening. I, I don't think this is going to be a particularly inspiring one either. It'll be better. It, Stay with us. Let's hope it'll be better. <laughs> uh, so uh, until the next time when we carry on up the misses. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Carry on. Bring on. Bring on.